Central Park Baptist Church. Good evening, Central Park Baptist Church. How are we doing this evening? Amen. At this time, please silence all mobile devices. I was doing this just now with all my mobile devices. Please make sure to silence all mobile devices before we begin worship. Amen. We're so excited to be here this evening. If you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 105, hymn 105, hymn 105. We can go tell it on the mountain. Go tell it on the mountain. Go tell it on the mountain. Hymn 105. Oh, go tell it on the mountain. While shepherds kept their watching or silent flocks by night, behold, throughout the heavens. 
sometimes we need a vacation from our vacation. But it, it's good to just go somewhere. When we got where we were going, I told her, I said, the, the good thing about these first few days, we have no agenda. We have no itinerary that we've got to meet. We're just going to do what we want to do, and we did. And, uh, and we walked everywhere we did it because my wife loves to walk. <laughs> and so but we had a good time while we were away, and, and I appreciate that. I uh, appreciate your prayers. Real quick, a uh, few announcements. Pictorial Directory, <coughs> makeup this coming Sunday. Uh, there's uh, just a name on the list out here. and um, But if you'd like to be in the directory, and I trust that you, you do, please uh, uh, sign up on that list. There's not a time on there, but we will do those immediately after uh, either the probably the morning service or somewhere, just depending on the time, but uh, for certain after the banquet uh, this coming Sunday, which brings me to the next announcement. There's going to be a Christmas banquet this Sunday. Amen. Amen. We're going to have a good time, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we've got a lot of folks that have signed up to bring food. Let me encourage you, uh, bring a meat dish. Right. I looked at the names. We've got five people so far that's bringing something to eat. Are y'all still with me? Say amen. And, uh, but there's, there's always plenty, but I wanted to make the announcement that please bring uh, uh, what your, if your family's planning on eating, then bring something to feed them, and we'll just put it out there, and we'll all pitch in and share. Uh, but please, if you haven't signed up, please do that. But we'll have the, the everything's going to be decorated. We're going to have a good time. Uh, I think there's a, few, a couple of skits that we're going to have that, that afternoon, and uh, looking forward to to that to see how they portray Brother Shelton again. Amen. Uh, they did a great job of him last time. I mean, I think he was the star of the of all the skits. Uh, but we're going to have a good time with that. So please come and plan on sticking around. Okay. Uh, also, <clears throat> want to announce the, that we will have a budget meeting on December twenty first. That that's the Wednesday before Christmas. Uh, we've got to get that in before uh, before the end of the year. Uh, it's you know there's not very few changes, and so I, but I think it's going to be a, something quick. But it's a 23 budget, and we can't do it for in 23. We've got to do it before 23. Are y'all still with me? Say amen. And, and that's a budget meeting, not a business meeting, but a budget meeting. A business meeting is going to be here in about 15 minutes. Brother Eugene's going to preach. Amen. That's our business. Amen. And sometimes we talk about money. Amen. So, um, you know, just a necessary uh, evil. But that's going to be on the 21st uh, for our budget meeting. So don't forget about that. Uh, also, I want to encourage you to pray for Brother Dennis. He had surgery today. He's, yeah. He did well. Uh, everything went good. Uh, so pray for him. They want, they, uh, he's in ICU, but it was on his back. So but again, everything went good, so please keep him in your prayers. I think they're going to keep him uh, till Friday, uh, so pray for him. Also, pray for all of our folks that are sick. We've still got some that aren't feeling good, and uh, so we need to pray for them. Uh, it's that time of year, but I want to encourage you to pray for those that are not <laughs> sick, that they be faithful, amen? Amen. amen. Are y'all still alive and well, amen? Y'all yeah. kind of draggy this evening, all right? And uh, but but pray that everybody be back. Let's encourage folks and call people and say, "Well, I don't have their number." That's exactly why we're doing a directory. 
Amen. So that way we can put a face to a number. Uh, for those that don't, aren't able to get their photo in there, we're going to have uh, have a uh, in the back. We're going to have everybody's phone number and and uh, you know if they don't mind putting it in there with their email address so that we can contact folks that are feeling bad and let them know that we're pay, praying for them because if people miss and are not missed, they will miss. And uh, so I want to encourage you uh, to please contact someone this week and let them know. Uh, that you're going to be praying for them, all right? Uh, you, have you, do you have your prayer sheet? All right, get that out. I don't have a, uh, read your bulletin. There's, there's some things that are coming up, okay? Um, I did see Brother Aaron Sunday, you know, when they had his, him over here. He's a big guy, you know it? Yeah. I told my wife, I said, man, I said, Brother Marco looks short. I can imagine what how I look standing up. Remind me not to stand next to him. All right, uh, but uh, but anyway. But uh, if you have your prayer sheets out, please remember all of these that are on here. Please remember again to pray for Brother Gary and Mr. Mary Lund. I would encourage you to contact them. Let let them know that uh, you you've been missing them as well. Uh, also pray for uh, our Sunday services. We. Uh, if the Lord don't come back, we're going to have baptism Sunday, amen? amen. So uh, let me encourage you, pray for our folks that are, are coming for baptism. Uh, continue to pray for Brother Eugene and his immigration. We haven't heard anything back yet from the, uh, the attorney, but uh, it, it takes a while, you know? It's government work. So pray. Uh, that, but let's pray that everything... Uh, will just go through uh, just really well. Also, I have a one uh, unspoken request for uh, a preacher friend, Brother Paul Sharon. He preached for us uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, keep him in your prayers as well, all right? Uh, I will ask unspoken requests this evening. Good, all right. Let's remember those in prayer as well uh, as we go to the Lord in prayer. Also, remember one other thing our, is our, our Christmas gifts for, for the Lord. Uh, we'll go for our uh, to uh, uh, our uh, kitchen remodel. So uh, please, you uh, pray uh, for that as well. All right, dear Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. It's sure, Lord, it's sure good to be home, and I'm thankful, Lord, that uh, God, I have a church home to come to, and I'm I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I can call Central Park Baptist Church my home. And Lord, I pray, Father God, your blessings upon this church, upon this people. Uh, Lord, I, I pray, God, that your hand of favor be upon this ministry and that each person represented here in this place, Lord, will, uh, God, feel the hand of God upon them, Lord, and they'll uh, be more involved, Lord, as, as we come to a close of this year. Lord, I ask you to help us to finish strong. Uh, God, sometimes in, in doing things in this old world, we have a tendency when it comes to the end of something, we have a tendency to slack off. Lord, I pray that, God, that you'd help us not to do that. Help us, Lord, to... Uh, stay strong and help us, Father, to, uh, Lord, to stay focused upon what you've called us to do. Uh, dear Father, I pray, God, that your hand will be upon us, Lord. I pray that we'll continue to see souls saved and folks added to this church, and we'll see the baptismal waters stirred, Lord, here in this place. And, God, again, that your hand will be upon this ministry. Lord, I pray, God, thanking you again for all of our folks and their faithfulness tonight, Lord, that, God, that your hand will be upon uh, our folks tonight, I pray, God, that you give them traveling graces here in just a little while as they go home. And I pray, God, tonight, Brother Eugene, Lord, as he preaches, 
Lord, that's the business of the church, God, to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, to equip the saints, God, and, and Lord, that we might be ready to go out into this old world and tell people about Jesus. And so, Lord, help him, God, tonight and uh, give him liberty. I pray, God, for Brother Gary and Miss Mary, Lord, and their health. I pray, Father, God, for Brother Dennis as he recoups from his surgery. Uh, Lord, I lift up all of our folks that haven't been feeling well. Uh, God, you know who they are, and I pray, God, for them, that, God, that even now, that, God, that you're touching them and you're raising them up physically, God, so that they, Lord, if you don't come back, will be here ready to worship Sunday. Bless our, our banquet Sunday, Lord, as we come together as the body of Christ, Lord, and fellowship with one another, fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ. I pray, God, that you'll help us have a, a wonderful day, Lord, a day of worship and a morning service, Lord, and and then, God, a, day, a time of fellowship, Lord, as we come together for just a little while. And, uh, Lord, just to, to love on one another, Lord, as, uh, as, as brethren, God. And I pray that your hand of favor be upon us Sunday. Pray, God, that you'd just watch over Brother Ezin, Lord, in his immigration status, Lord. We mentioned that as well. Pray, God, that you'd, uh, Lord, just open the doors of heaven. And, uh, Lord, pour out a blessing, God, that they'll okay that. Everything will be fine. And, and, uh, and just, uh, just go smoothly, Lord, with that. And, Lord, I pray also, God, for, uh, Lord, for Brother Paul Sharon, Lord, an unspoken there, and, and as well as all the unspoken requests, God, uh, Lord, for our people that raise their hand tonight. I pray, Father, that your perfect will will be uh, done in each and every life. And then, Lord, I pray, God, for this offering. Thank you, God, for a, a giving people. Thank you, God, for a people that not only willing to give their tithes and offerings, but are willing to give of themselves. And so, Lord, bless this offering. Bless the gift and the giver. Help us, Father, to be good stewards of it, Lord, and we'll be mindful to give you the praise and give you the glory for it all because in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. Amen. If you're able to rise, we'd love for you to join us in singing hymn 99, hymn 99, the birthday of a king, the birthday of a king. After we sing these two verses, we'd love for you to briefly greet each other as we prepare for tonight's message. Amen. The birthday of a king, hymn 99.
please greet each other at this time. I forgot to announce, and that is the uh, this coming Saturday, uh, we're going to hand out some flyers uh, for Christmas Day. Um, uh, so we're going to, at 9.30, you know, if it's not raining, I don't know, uh, but we are going to put these out so that people, listen, there's a lot of churches not going to have service Christmas Day. And a lot of people need to know that we are. And uh, we're going to have one service, going to be at 10 a.m. on the 25th. Uh, and so I, we're, we're going to go hand out some flyers to let people in our community know that Central Park Baptist Church is going to honor the Lord Jesus Christ on his birthday. Amen. Amen. So uh, this coming Saturday, 930, uh, you come and we'll go do some of that. All right. Come ahead, Brother Jim. If you're able, please stand up. And then tonight we're going to listen to from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8 to 16. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8 to 16. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8 to 16. It talks about Abraham and Sarah. So we're going to listen a message from the Bible. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8 to 16. The Bible says... By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive from inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the sea, sure, innumerable. These all die in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and em em embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they, they say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had, had opportunity to have returned, but now they desire a better country that is unheavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thanks for this time, and thanks for this privilege that we can listen to your message here. Please, we just want to ask you to help us to listen to your message and to apply your word to our lives. And then please help me to deliver your message, whatever you want to say. Please help me to do that. We love you. We thank you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Hebrews chapter 11, 8 to 16. The title of this message is The Power of Invisible Faith. 
to see invisible things. The power of invisible faith to see invisible things. You know, when I was at, at, at Heartland Baptist Bible College, many people asked me, hey, okay, Ujin, what, what, what are you looking for in your like, future girlfriend or future wife? So only thing that I say was two words, faith and face. That was, that, was, that was pretty important for me, you know. But, you know, I have realized that looks can be deceiving. Like, appearance can be very deceitful. Like, I got to realize it when I was in high school. As you guys know, I went to high school in South Korea. In Korea, many girls, they're really good at, you know, putting on makeup. And then one of my, one of my close friends, she came to school without makeup. And then she, because I, th- I thought, I think that she was just kind of a little lazy to put on her makeup, you know. So she just came to school, and then she was trying to put her, like, uh, put on her makeup little by little, like, at every single break time. So at first break time, she did a little bit. At second break time, she did a little bit. And then little by little, she got it done. And then I, it's, it kind of, it's kind of, I feel sad to say that, but I usually slept at school, so I didn't know she was what, what she was doing there. And then whenever she got it done that, I look at her. What in the world is this one? Who are you? I couldn't recognize her, honestly, at all. That's what I'm saying. Looks can be deceiving. <laughs> Appearance can be deceitful. I'm telling you, looks can be deceiving. But it is really true when it comes to your spiritual life. What you can see is not always true. What you can see is not trustworthy. You cannot delete what you see here. And in this chapter, Hebrews 11, obviously talks talks about the faith. And then this passage first shows that living by faith looks like, what living by faith looks like by telling us about Abraham and Sarah. And it is very obvious that they, Abraham and Sarah, lived by faith. Well, I feel like it's not enough, honestly, just to describe them like that. I can, let me just say it this way. It is very obvious that they lived by faith no matter what. No matter what they had, they lived by faith. No matter what people think about them, they lived by faith. No matter what they're getting through, they lived by faith. No matter what, they lived by faith. As we know, God gave a promise to Abraham in Genesis, God says, Get thee out of the thy father's house unto a land that I will shew thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee. And make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Basically, God said this, I will give you a land, and I will make you a great nation. Everyone's going to know who you are, that you are going to be a blessing. But, in the Hebrews chapter 11a, the Bible gives us more details. The Bible says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should have to receive for inheritance, obeyed. This is the point. And he went out not knowing, not knowing whither he went. He had no clue where he was going. Isn't it very fearful? Isn't isn't it like intimidating? Just think about it. Like he wasn't alone. He was with his whole family. He brought literally everything he had. And he was responsible for them. But he had no idea where to go. 
probably his family, especially in the little, little kids, they kept asking, where do we go? Where are we going right now? They keep asking like 100 times a day or 100 times in, a, in, in one hour. But it could be really fearful. It could be really scary that you don't know where to go. It could be a place where they could get a good rest. Or it could be a place where they could have like you know, pl- uh, peace and comfort. But it could be a place where they wouldn't, they wouldn't find any food. Or it could be a place where they will be in a danger. I mean, Abram didn't know that. But the Bible clearly gave us a simple, simple word. In chapter 8, the Bible says, obeyed. What Abram did gave us an idea of what it means to believe in God and obey him. He obeyed because he trusted God, even though he couldn't understand. He doesn't know where to go, but he knows God will lead him. He obeyed because he trusted God. Folks, we, I think you might have heard this over and over again, but I should remind myself and as, as well as you that obedience does not always get along with un- understanding. Like when, when it comes to faith, God doesn't want you to understand, but he wants you to under- obey. You will face times when you need to obey, although you can't understand why, because that's faith. What about after that? In verse 9, the Bible says, By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, and heirs with him of the same promise. Finally, Abraham got to the land, and he stayed there. But he stayed, the Bible says, like a stranger? What does it mean? Well, he, Isaac, and Jacob lived in the promised land. But they stay in tabernacles. Tabernacles is not a permanent place. It's actually a temporary place. It's, it's very temporary. If you read Genesis very closely, you can easily find what it means. Because Abraham lived not like others in the land. He didn't conquer. He didn't possess any land. He had power to point. He did a battle, he did a battle against five kings. But he didn't conquer. Abraham was pretty wealthy too. That is to say he had the power and wealth to possess his own land. But the only land he possessed even until he died was the land he he bought for his wife when she died. In other words, Abraham lived in the promised land without possessing any land. But you remember that God promised him that God would give him a land and make him a great nation. Apparently, he dwelled in tabernacles, not like a city or like some good, good founded like home. And if you look further, it was worse in his son's time. They went to Egypt and became slavery for 400 years. Throughout history, they lost their land. They lost their country to, to Babylon's and Rome's and any other countries for a pretty long time. So we probably need to ask why. But verse 10 answers the question. The Bible says, For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Bible says uh, Abraham, he wasn't looking for 
the land where he could stay temporal. But he was looking for the eternal city that has foundation, whose builder and maker is God. In the Bible, the term foundation in verse 10 contrasts with the term tabernacles in verse 9. As mentioned, the tabernacles is, is a very temporal place. So, so they should be ready to move soon, like any time. But the foundation so that shows that they, the place is very firm and not temporal, but it's eternal. Abraham knew that he wouldn't stay here that long. But he would stay there forever. He knew that. And that was his faith, which looked for the city that God made. The Bible goes on to show faith of Sarah. In verse 11, the Bible says, Through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. We know pretty well that Sarah ended up having a child, but the process from the promise to the time when she actually got her son was pretty rough. When, when God promised Abraham that he would make him a great nation, of course, Sarah, she was involved in it too. But they couldn't see any child. So Sarah, let, so Sarah let Hagar have a baby for them. And she probably, at that time, she believed the son was the promised son. But when the Lord came to them in Genesis chapter 18, and, and the Lord said, Sarah, you shall have a son. But they didn't believe that. And Sarah, she was, she was even laughing at that and said, after I am waxed old, should I have pleasure? My Lord being old also. But God, God answered her back. And God said, is anything too hard for the Lord? From a human point of view, Sarah wasn't wrong, honestly. She was too old, and Abraham was even older. Personally, I, I couldn't see Sarah having a son. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be able to see like Abraham having another son when he was like 100 years old. But if you think like this, God is going to ask you and me, is there anything too hard for the Lord? You know, we usually say, we know God is able. We even sing that God, God is able. We trust God, and there's nothing, there's nothing impossible for God. But when things happen to you and me, we are struggling with them, and then we start doubting, just like Sarah. And when we bring the little doubt uh, right in front of your sight, you cannot see the great almighty God, but you only see the problem, and your doubt. That's basically what happened to Sarah. But the Bible thankfully told us that she got over that. How? Let's look at the verse 11. The Bible says, through faith, through faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was the past age because she judged him faithful who had promised she didn't believe what God promised that first time, but she believed that later. That's what the Bible says. The Bible tells us through faith, through faith, she delivered a child. 
because she judged God faithful. She knew God is faithful. When she looked around her circumstance, she couldn't trust what God promised. When she looked when she looked at God and judged him faithful, she received what God promised. That is what we need to do when it comes to faith. Don't look at your circumstance. Don't don't just look around. Don't look at what you're getting through. Don't look at people around you who are think who are thinking and who are even talking about you bad. But look at God who is faithful to his word and to his people. Verse 12 gave what is the result of that. The Bible says, Therefore sprang there even a one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the sea, sure innumerable. Basically from verse 8 to 12, it shows that what living by faith looks like. In other words, it challenges, it challenges you and me to live like them. Don't look around your circumstance. Don't even try to understand what, it, what God is going to do for you. And you just need to trust. You just need to keep going on. We should remember that great things happen only through faith. Even though we are facing some obstacles, only by faith, we can make it through, just like Abraham and Sarah. We could, we could be at the point where we are so fearful, we're, we're even doubtful to trust God and obey to his word. But just like Sarah, when she was laughing at God, we might have said, oh, that doesn't make sense, Lord. I, I know you're able, I know you're almighty, but that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, we even for me, I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I, I'm not going to do that. But when, when time comes to you, yeah, we do that. But God gave us just very simple word, faith. By faith, through faith, we just need to go on. But you might say, Brother Choi, they are Abraham, they are, they are Sarah, they are different. They could believe it because they are different, Brother Choi. They could believe that because God showed up right before them, you know. Well, the Bible doesn't say that. As you've seen, they doubt it. They're fearful too, just like me, just like you. But they eventually believed it and received what God promised them. How? Verse 13 tells us how they believed in other words, what kind of faith they had. Verse 13 says, These all die in faith, not having received the promises, but having, having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and em embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. You know, it is very interesting what the Bible talks about is very unexpected. The Bible says, They all died in faith. They trusted God until the end. Even though, that's the point, even though they didn't quietly receive the promises. Wait, they, they, they didn't get that? Brother Troy, you say you just kept going by faith. But they didn't get the promises? What is supposed to mean? Let's see what God promised to Abraham and his life. 
as mentioned, Abraham didn't possess the land. He lived there just like a stranger. He couldn't see the great nation through him. Yet, and his whole life, he never saw that. It's the same for Sarah. She got Isaac, but that's it. In her whole life, it wasn't like what God promised. You know, we should notice that sometimes we must die in faith. When you trust God in his word, sometimes you will not be able to see the results. These days, many people consider God as a, like, just like a wish list. They assume God will give them what they believe. Also, unfortunately, even many preachers, they, they tend to preach and teach like that. But the Bible declares that they all die in faith, not having received the promises. Sometimes God will not show you the result of your faith. You have to die in your faith. How, 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 how can they do that? What kind of faith is it? The Bible goes on to say, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and in, in embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. The reason why they still believed, even though they didn't receive the promises, was that they believe not what they see, but they see what they believe. And this is what the Bible teaches us tonight. We should believe not what, what, what we see, but we, we got to see what we believe. If Abraham believed what he could see, he, he would probably conquer the promised land when he got there. If Abraham believed what he could see, he would possess the land as much as possible. Hey, let me get this land here. Yeah, let me buy for, oh, actually, I don't need to buy it. I will just kill you, and then let me just have this one. He had the power, and he had the wealth. If Abraham believed what he could see, he wouldn't live in the temporal tabernacles, but he would build a farm and sell his city and live there. If Sarah believed what she could see, she would keep laughing at the Lord when he told her that she would have a son. But they are not the ones who believe what they saw. But they were the ones who see what they believe. They're looking at what they believe. They're looking for what they believe. That's what the Bible says. But having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them. Even though they couldn't see what God promised in their lives, they could see what God will work them out and fulfill what God promised because they believe now what they see, but they see what they believe. The faith we should have is the same. Things we could see are very deceitful. They are deceiving. It doesn't look like it would work. All my circumstances are too rough, too tough. But if you look at what's around you, you, there will be no hope. You, you know that. If you just look around you, there will be no hope. 
if you see what you can see, and if you believe what you see, you cannot trust God. You cannot trust His promise. You cannot trust His word. But when you believe what you see, you put some obstacles and trials right in front of your eyes and blind yourself to see where God is, who God is, and how great He is. No matter how great and how big He has been, when you put those things like right in front of your eyes, you are spiritually blind. You know why? Because you believe what you see. What should we do? The Bible clearly te teaches us what to do. Believe not what you see, but see. You got to see. We got to see what we believe. Why? Because this world is just quick passing place. We're, we're not going to stay here forever. Abraham and Sarah confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. And in verse 14, the Bible says, For they, they, for they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now, they desire a better country that is unheavenly. Brother Choi, what if I don't get promises? Just like Abraham and Sarah, they didn't get the promise. That's, that's what the Bible says. What if I don't get the result of my faith? Well, don't worry. God is faithful to his word, to his people. If he starts, he will finish. This world is not an eternal place. But we have heaven where we can see how God eventually is going to fulfill his promises. People who see what they believe declare that they seek heaven, not the things of the earth. You know why? Because they don't have to receive the promises here. But they believe they will see the result there. They don't care about the things on the earth, but they do care about the things in heaven. They're pretty sure that God will fulfill the promises even though they cannot see the things while living on the earth because they know the place where they will be with God and see how God fulfills his promise. They could be sure when they seek heaven. In other words, they believe not what they see, but they see what they believe. And when they seek the country and desire the country, the Bible says, wherefore, in verse 16, wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he has pre prepared for them a city. I don't even know how many times the Bible actually called God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because God is not ashamed to be called their God. You know, if we believe only what we see, God wouldn't want to be called of our God. Oh, he's not the one that, I don't want to be, I don't want to be his God or her God. 
it happens when we believe what we see. But if we see what we believe, God is going to say the exactly same thing. I'm not ashamed to be called of this God. I'm not, a, I'm not, a call, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of a call to be your God. If, you, if, you, if we see what we believe, if we, if we live what we believe, if we seek the country, if we desire the country, God is not ashamed to be called of my God and your God. Believe not what you see, but see. But we got to see what we believe. So, so what should we do? I mean, I, I still don't get how to see what I believe. Well, let me give you a good example. Pastor says it's not a budget meeting, it's a business. It's, it, it is our business meeting, right? But when it comes to budget, that's a, that's a thing, you know? That's a thing we don't want to talk about sometimes. A tithe is a great example. I think tithing is one of the things that you cannot do without your faith. Especially when you need more money, which is always, or when you make more money. <gasps> I make more money. Should I give him more? Absolutely, yes. Don't even, don't even ask me about it. We believe as Christians are supposed to tithe. And we still believe God will bless those who are willing to give to God. But when you see things like your bills that you don't even recognize what happened, or, or when you see some emergency expenses, or when you see things that you, you, you don't necessarily need, but you just, you just want to get, you just think like, I just need more money. Should I still tithe? Oh, I don't, Brother Shay, I don't, even, I don't even think about that. I'm sorry, I do. I do. Am I the only one? Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah. We, if you look at your circumstance, if you just look around there, or even you just consider about how people think about you tithing to God, which means if you believe what you see, you're not going to be willing to tithe to God. But when you see what you believe, but when you see what you believe, you don't care about the circumstance that you're in. You don't care about reality. You don't care about what is happening to you but you care about what you believe. In other words, you care about the word. You care about the God. You care about what God promised to you. You're looking forward to seeing how God is going to work for you. Then you decide to obey God by faith. Not because you believe what you see, but because you see what you believe. What about ministry like this, this, uh, this Saturday, we are still going out for the soul winning. Praise the Lord. But to be honest with you, soul winning sometimes disappoints you. Sometimes it doesn't matter how big and nice a smile you have, they are just rude. It doesn't matter how happy you look, they just despise you. They just slam the door right in front of your face and, hey, we're from Central. I'm not interested in you. Baptist Church. <laughs> Once you knock on their doors, they just get mad at you. I don't even know why. They open the door only because they thought you were Amazon. 
even when you look at how many people actually came to the church, you may feel like it's pointless to go out for the soul winner. At this point, people who believe what they see decide to stop doing that. They stop knocking the doors. They stop talking about Jesus. Why? Why? Because they just only believe what they see. But they cannot see the result. But those who see it, who see what they believe, don't care what is seen. They don't care how many people actually come in through the soul winning. You know why? Because they see what they believe. They don't even, they don't, they don't even care how, how people react to them. So they decided to, to keep going out for that. The thing is that they will see the difference. They will see souls get saved. I didn't even knock his door. But somehow they see people come to the church and they listen to the message and they get saved, they get baptized. And they will see the church grow because of those who kept going out for soul winning. You know why? Because they see what they believe and they obey. So believe not what you see, but we got to see what we believe. When I decided to come to our church very first time for Korea ministry, things were seen, they're not that good, honestly. We only had one Korean lady. Are you coming for one Korean lady? That's so sweet. Yeah, thank you for saying that. But for me, I was like, should I go there for one Korean lady, Miss Youngie? Thank you. I, was, I, was, I had no clue. I didn't even have the right visa for that. Oh, oh, that was the thing. I didn't even talk about my salary, so ah, I, should, I should have done that. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure what it would be, you know. So we, need, we needed to apply for the visa, that which are, we're getting through right now. But we had no idea, and I didn't even know how this ministry would turn out. When we were about to start Korean Sunday school in March, we still had had only Miss Youngie. She even asked me, Brother Choi, are we going to start Sunday school? But what if, oh, I hate when people say what if, but she said, what if I'm the only one who comes to the class? What would you do? I just, I just answered back. Well, it's still better than just myself, so you can still come and then we'll see how it goes, okay? But if you ask me, are you, are you scared? Yes, I was. To be honest with you, was I concerned about it? Yes. But if you, if you ask me if I was struggling with the reality, I wouldn't say yes. I wouldn't say yes. You know why? Because I was looking at, I wasn't looking at what I believe. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was looking at I, what I believe. I knew God will send some people for the class, for this ministry, for himself. I didn't, I didn't believe what I saw. I, what I saw was only Miss Youngie there, and then we had a class up there, and then when she came to the class, 
She was the only one there. Oh my goodness, are you still going to keep the class? I was scared. But God, thankfully, God sent Brother Cho and his wife and, and Miss Lee. And when we start Korean worship service, God sent another Korean folks right now. We started one Korean lady, but we have seven Korean folks right now. Seven times more. It happened. It happened when, when we see what we believe. But it wouldn't happen when we believe what we see. You may say, Brother Choi, you don't even know where, where, where I'm at right now. You don't even know what I'm getting through right now. You don't, even, you don't even know things happening to me. You don't even know, Brother Choi. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I don't know. And after it's so bad that I, can, I cannot relate to you. And probably you're getting through something that I cannot imagine. I'm so sorry for that. But one thing that I can say for certain is this. God is good. And he will work this out. So please believe now what you see. Because they are deceiving. They are deceitful. But we got to see. We got to see what we believe. Because we believe in God. Almighty God and his word. Still, what you can see might be hopeless. So don't believe them. But let's see what we believe. Let's look at, let's look forward to what we believe. You know why? Because God is good and we believe in Almighty God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. And then we just want to confess right before you that we need faith. Lord, we just want to ask you to help us to to, to see what we believe. We know God is good. And then God will be good. And that God will work everything out. But sometimes we are just looking around our circumstance. And we just believe what we see. But we just want to ask you to help us to be faithful to your word and to your plan. And to you, we love you. We thank you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, while he's preaching, I thought, when they started out, Sarah saw through the faith of Abraham. Because when you read, and, I, and I'm not going to preach, I just want to, it says, by faith, Abraham, in verse 8. And then verse 9 says, by faith, he sojourned. In verse 10, it says, for he looked for a city. Do you know what Sarah did? She followed. And she saw through the faith of Abraham. And you know, and I got to thinking, you know, there's other people that see through your eyes of faith too. They see through my eyes of faith. And I got to thinking, Lord, uh, are they seeing what I'm seeing? And if they are, am I seeing what he wants me to see? Can I ask you, are you seeing what God wants you to see? If not, maybe you're not looking through the eyes of faith. Because the eyes of faith will see things that the eyes of this flesh will not and cannot ever see. So how's your faith? It was a good message about seeing what we believe. Well, I believe that we serve an awesome God. And I believe that there's still people in Carrollton, Texas, and in this area looking for a Savior.
which is Jesus Christ. So let me ask, do they see Christ in you? If not, then you ought to come. Maybe you're struggling with something. Maybe you just want to come and ask God for a little help. Maybe you just want to come and say thank you. So while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I want to give you an opportunity to come. The Lord's speaking to your heart through Brother Lucian's message tonight on faith. Then you come.